And now it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. All right, it's the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. What? What? <laughs> and we have the Ninja Slash Assassin one. Yeah. Ninja Sad Wife. Very sad wife. So, we weren't going to do a new episode um, this weekend. Because uh, I'm going to let you on a little secret. We record in advance. Some we're, of them. We're, we're, we're booked up all the way through almost November at this point. And so we were going to take this weekend off of recording and, and just have family time. But then, something happened. Do you want to tell everybody what happened? No, I do not. But that's why you're here. Because you, you take care of the sad parts. So I don't have to. No, I take care of the happy parts. This one just broke my heart. I think it broke a lot of people's hearts. I think this was a, a big deal in the world. And the, the part about it that made it such a big deal is nobody knew. He kept this to himself. And Should you say who he is? I think right now, anybody who listens to the show already knows, but I'm going to say it. Chadwick Boseman died uh, at this point for us yesterday uh, of colon cancer yeah. that apparently he was diagnosed with in uh, 2016, and he didn't tell anybody. He quietly fought it, and sadly, he lost the battle. Um... And, like, you read about some things he was doing while he was fighting this cancer and not telling anybody he even had it. I mean, maybe he told the kids, but that's what he's been doing the last couple of years. He's been going to cancer hospitals and he'd get his treatment and then he'd go to the, the children's ward. And it said something about, like, having surgeries and stuff? He's been having surgeries, but every time he would go, and he made several trips to go visit kids with cancer. And, and you know, hey, he's the Black Panther. He goes visit kids. And he's been that more and more and more. And that's why you haven't seen a whole lot of Chadwick Boseman projects in the last little bit. Because he was fighting this. Um, you know, and it makes me understand what Disney was doing now. That they weren't making any big announcements about him being in the new Black Panther movie. That they were passing the mantle on to uh, Suri, his sister, in the movies. I'm like, why would they do that? He's a great Black Panther. Right? I was mad when I heard. Right. And well, apparently they knew. Yeah, but I was mad when I first heard because I'm like, he's the perfect Black Panther. Why? And now... Now we know. And, I mean, apparently they didn't even diagnose it until it was already stage three. And coming back from stage three colon cancer is extremely rare. And he got to stage four. So sad. It is sad. Because, you know what? Not even getting into the Black Panther movies. Because, honestly, I'm 100% honest. I didn't know who he was before the Black Panther movies. But then you find out some of the pivotal roles he's played. I did. You did. Like, and then he played Jackie Robinson in the Jackie Robinson In 42. Movie. 42, which is the Jackie Robinson. It is, but the movie's actually called 42. 42. Uh, and and you know, he did the new cop movie, 16 Bridges. Uh, 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges, yeah. And he's just a great actor. And, like, one of my favorite things I saw of him as T'Challa, but not part of Marvel, and knowing Marvel... And Disney, he may have got in trouble if he didn't get this approved first. When he appeared on SNL and did the T'Challa character on Black Jeopardy. <laughs> Everybody, if you need a good laugh, you need a good moment of levity, seriously go watch that clip, especially when he's talking about Karen's potato salad. It made me happy. I mean, he was just a great actor. He was a great actor. Uh, and, and uh, you know, all intents and purposes, a great person. Like, doing the right thing, and, and it's just a 100% sad day. Uh, not just in the Marvel world, but in the actor world, but just in the entire world. Like, we've lost a good person today. Yeah. Like, he was in one of my favorite movies that people don't really like, and I swear. <laughs> but there was a movie called Gods of Egypt. People don't like this movie. I like this movie. You're the only person. You take this movie as it is. Horrible. Gotcha. I liked it. Okay. I don't care. But he plays, and I'm almost going to say this wrong, but he played the god Thoth. Which is... Which was the god of uh, learning and knowledge and stuff like that. Right. So, like, before Black Panther was along, he was in that. He was in an episode of one of my favorite shows growing up, which was Third Watch, which was, uh, like, the third shift of uh, the fire department and police department and stuff. Yeah, my mom loves that show. I love that show. I still do. If I see it, I'll watch it. 
Eh, not a bad show. I've never really watched it because my mom loved it, so. Yeah. I'm going to ignore you said that because hmm. I still love that show and I ain't know. Well, yeah. It's one of those things when your parents love something, they're like, watch it, watch it, watch it. I'm like, no, you're old, so it must be bad. And then his wife loves it, so. Well, I guess I'll have to. I don't think it's on anymore. Yeah. I don't think I can give it a shot. Yeah. Darn. But, yeah, it was. Yeah. And then he was in Black Panther, and I was like, you are the perfect Black Panther. I love you. And then that movie, in and of itself, was just a great movie. I love that movie. I'm not going to lie, because anyone who knows me knows I love my Captain America. I love my Thor. But. Not because they're I got. They kind of got sidelined when Black Panther came along. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love me the Black Panther. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But anyway. And if I say I like Black Widow, I get kicked. So there's that. No, he doesn't, y'all. It's when he tries to make his little jokes that ain't funny. Mm -hmm. I'm funny. Shout out to my niece. She said, I'm funny. She's family. She has to. No, uh, actually, she said you were funny. Oh, she's so sweet and she is so honest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Wow. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, rest in peace, Black Panther. You did an amazing job in that role, an amazing job in life, and uh, we appreciate everything you have done for our entertainment and for the good you did in the world. Absolutely. All right. Now, we can't have a show just about sadness. We had to throw some pixie dust on it. Some rainbows, some butterflies, you know. Disney magic. Disney magic. So, we were thinking... we. Covered Avengers pretty thoroughly. At least the Infinity War and Endgame, you know, we made her cry. I cry. I can't help it. You bring up certain movies and certain things and I cry. Uh, like I said, she cried. Uh, so I figured we should probably leave Endgame and Infinity War alone so she doesn't fall her eyes out again. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about Loki deaths and all oh that stuff. God. Still one of the worst parts. We won't we won't talk about the stamp. We're gonna talk about the other Marvel movies. Alright, other no here's the thing about the Marvel Universe that is so great. Technically they're separate movies, you know, Iron Man One, Iron Man Two, Iron Man Three, Captain America, Captain America One Show. They all link. They link. I honestly look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe as each one's a sequel to the one that came out before. Pretty much, right? Like, all of them. It's literally just one long line of movies. The only one that may not fall into that is the first Iron Man movie. Cause but, I mean, it was the first. It was the first. They weren't planning the cinematic universe at that point. They were just trying to make some money and build towards Avengers. And, and that's all they were really doing. And then Disney took over and gave Kevin Feige the job and said, make us a universe. Make it all work. And he said... Okay. Easy enough. Easy enough. I'm going to go do something none of these other movie producers have done for these movies. I'm going to go read some comics. That's all it takes, y'all, is read a comic. And, and since the Marvel Universe is already so tied and tied together, it wasn't very hard for him just to bring it all together. And you, you start with Iron Man and the genius cast and Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody could play an Iron Man like him. Like, he is the perfect Iron Man. I can't think of another person who could play Iron Man like that. No, there isn't. And, I mean, even the animated ones, like, when they do a different voice, I'm like, that's not Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. I can't, you know, I mean, they're still good, but it's not Iron Man. And they brought that together, and, and, and they made that movie, and they made it believable. Mm-hmm. Even though you know this could never happen, this technology, you know, you know when he, especially when he's in the cave and built the... But here's the thing about the Marvel Universe. And you're like, yeah, you know it will never happen. In the back of your mind, you know this won't happen. While you're watching that movie, you're like, yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah. You you could keep your heart going with a car battery. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Like, you know in the back of your mind, in real life, it would never happen. But while you're watching that movie, you are fully into it. You are just, mm. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's cameras in there, but nobody noticed them building an Iron Man suit yeah, right? Frank. No. No. Yeah, that looks like a missile. Sure. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, I believe it. I'm right there with you. And then it comes out literally in the suit and they play Iron Man. Black Sabbath. 
I was just, you know. I am Iron Man. But that, and that's one of the things that all the Marvel movies really deliver on, except for the one sad one, where they do what you want them to do. There is no, I mean, it's, you know, everybody gets what they're supposed to get. Like, you wanted him to come out in that suit and lay it on the waist. You know, mm-hmm. you wanted him, you wanted him to get the Iron Man suit and, and, and go back it and save the you. And it happens. Like they don't, like like they deliver on the bad guy. Like the bad guy loses. Marvel is great at knowing their character and bringing it and making us believe it. Yeah. Marvel is just great. They're also part of the Disney family, so why not? Right. I'm like you know, just Captain America with Red Skull. They delivered. Like, yes. You saw Red Skull go not only go down but get wheedled down to nothing, down to one base and then destroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody gets what they deserve. Uh, you know, the first Avengers movies when they brought them all together, when they locked the Hulk. It was epic. Oh, that one stop motion scene where all of them there and they do the camera around of all of them standing. Oh, that was a, that was a great scene. But you see, you get to see, you, you want to see Captain America take charge. They did that. Yeah. Even though that meant Robert Downey Jr. stepping back. And But that's what they did in the comics. So yeah. they did it in the movie. And then you get the big payoff at the end of the movie when uh, Loki gets stuck in the top of Stark Tower with Hulk. Yes. <laughs> I'm a god. Puny god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you Marvel always delivers. They do. And, you know, and they've made some movies and I'm like, I didn't know the characters. Like, I love to say, I know every single comic book character I've read. There's no way, for one, anybody who says all that, either they have no life or they're lying. Because there's just too many. Keeping up with a weekly subscription, of you did all the Marvel and all the DC comics, you'd never leave your room. Because you'd have that many ads to go through. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There was, I got one comic, and literally there was more ads than actual print of the comic in the book. I was like, this this is ridiculous. I'll just buy the graphic novels once a year. Uh, but you, you get... They, they deliver. They bring it all together. And But they've made movies like Ant-Man. I mean, I knew Ant-Man, but he was always a second-tier character. He was, he was... I didn't know Ant-Man. Yeah. Like, I seen... Oh, new movie coming, Ant Man. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we're gonna watch it because my lovely husband here wants to. But I'll sit there. I'll play on my phone or something. Oh no. No, no playing phone. And it was a great. It movie. was great. And the second one was better. Ant Man Wasp. Yeah, like Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. I mean, and then they brought yeah, like it's they 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 do this and they bring it together. Doctor Strange, I knew a little. Mm, great movie. Love Doctor Strange. Straight up had never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Nope. I I read something with Star Lord in it <laughs> once, cause but yeah, no. Nah. It has come to be one of my favorites now. Guardians. Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Volume Three. Yeah, like I knew nothing about it. I wasn't excited about it, and then we watched it. I was like. Okay, I'm ready for the second one now. Yeah, and, and like other characters that have done that with, they haven't even made a movie yet, but I'm excited. I mean, a movie just about them. Uh, Black Widow? Black Widow. Uh, Hawkeye. Like, he was just the purple dude that shot arrows. He was, oh, it, but they've really de- developed that, especially yeah. with the Ronin version of them. Yes. And I didn't even know that was, so that's one thing that Marvel does. They pull it out, they deliver, they tie it all together, and you see strings that they put in the first movies that... You didn't even realize it was going to be a thing until, oh, yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Because, like, you know, the very first Avengers movie, the first one, and they had that scene where the unknown figure breaks all of them, and, and Robert Downey Jr. sees that, or Tony Stark sees it in the vision. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then you kind of forget about it because, heck, they did three or two or three movies in between that, just Avengers right. movies. They did the Captain America movie where they broke up and... You make it sound like a relationship. They broke up. It was in the relationship. It just wasn't that kind of relationship. It wasn't a broke back mountain relationship. It was a friendship. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. Like. And but that movie where they split. That's also where we meet uh, Spider Man. Yeah. And Ant Man. Yeah. They bring it all together really well. I don't think any other, any other series of movies 
that weren't specifically like three movies tied together, four movies tied together, like the Resident Evil series mm-hmm. or something, that have done it this well and done it over so many different movies. Like they actually made me mad with one thing: we stay up to date on buying our movies. We're giant movie nerds. I'm <laughs> sure y'all have figured that out at this point. If you haven't figured out that we're giant movie nerds, I don't know what y'all are doing. <laughs> You're not listening. You're really not listening. <laughs> so we have every Marvel movie, um, at least on DVD. Because mm-hmm. some of them, when we bought them, DVD was the option. Yeah. Um, now, all the newer ones on, on Blu-ray or... Or 4K. 4K. All the ones in 4K, we have them in 4K. And I'm gonna go probably going back and getting the older ones in 4K. But when they did the last Avengers movie, Endgame. Are you talking about that set they released? Oh, oh my the, god. The, the set with the Tesseract in it? Yes. I'm like, and it was it was expensive, but I'm like, if I didn't already own all these movies. I tried to convince him we needed it anyway. I just couldn't see paying that much for the case, because basically we have all the movies. Doesn't matter. It was awesome. It is awesome, and I want it, but I just couldn't justify in my budget. Like I already own every one of these movies. What you're really paying for is the movie. If somebody was just selling the case, even mate, right? Like, oh. But apparently, the the movie case actually shrunk down to fit inside the case. So even when we bought it, we couldn't put the movies in the case. So we'd have to buy it with the movies. And I'm not gonna lie. If anybody wants to send it to me, message me. I give you my address, but I I couldn't. I, I couldn't budget it. Like it was, we already own all the movies. I want it, it and it was a shield case. Yeah, the, oh. it was pretty, y'all. It was gorgeous. Like I would never even open the movies in it because, like I said, I already own them all. Yeah, it was pretty. <sighs> but now I want to watch Black Panther and Captain Marvel again. Right. And I don't know why Captain Marvel keeps popping in my head. I like Captain Marvel. It was a great. I love the cat. The cat. Goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love goose. Oh, the cat! I, it, but it's another movie where exactly what you want happen happens in the end of the movie. Like I realized from the beginning, well, no, not quite from the beginning. I realized from the first hologram where they showed uh, the bad guy, the the Ronin, Roman, mm-hmm. whatever his name was. I'm like, wait a second, these are bad guys. Why is Captain Marvel with bad guys? Why is why is she not? What did I miss something here? <laughs> And, and the Captain Marvel, before this, do you know what I knew about Captain Marvel? Probably nothing. No. Uh, in the X-Men series, on an animated series, uh, Miss Marvel is the character that the rogue takes the powers from when she's with the Brotherhood of Mutants, where she gets the ability to fly and gets invincible. Because mm. she holds on to the person so long, it's no longer temporary taking of the powers, it's permanent, and she goes into a coma. And I was trying to look up some Miss Marvel kind of stuff, find out about that, and I found Captain Marvel instead. And I thought it was the same person. It's not. It's not. It's two different it's people. I, I was 11. <laughs> all right. They're like, oh, they're all named Marvel. Okay. You know. But you know what I'm excited for? And it don't happen with a lot of superhero stuff, but it happens with Marvel. And I say Marvel as a whole. Mm-hmm. Is their TV shows. Oh, yeah. They're doing, sadly, all of them delayed. Yes, but I'm still excited for them. Especially... Scarlet Witch one. Oh yeah, with Vision. Yes. Bringing Vision back for that TV show. And the Winter Shoulder with uh, Falcon. I'm, yeah, I'm excited about that one too. Like, with the DC shows, I find that I'm like, eh, it's a hit or miss. Wait, but here's the difference. And this is where Marvelous has been smarter and what hurts the DC shows so bad if they didn't do this. Literally, if they decide they want to make a movie about a character or a series of characters... They literally go to the CW, because CW does all the DC yeah. shows, and tie them together better. Like, they've created what DC couldn't do in, in, in the movies. They've created a, a universe yeah. that people believe instead of these crap movies DC keeps putting out. And they go, no, you can't use these characters because we're going to use them for a movie. Instead, where Marvel's like, because they even did it with The Shield. The, the first or second season of The Shield literally ties into the Captain America Winter Shoulder movie. Like, where they tie it all together, DC's like, no, the movies are more important. Like, uh, the Arrow, for like half a season, was building up towards the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. They were going to bring the Suicide Squad into Arrow. They had Amanda Waller. They had the, everything. They were going to bring it in. They they already set the stage for a bunch of the characters. But they didn't. Well, that's because they decided to make the Suicide Squad movie. So they went to them and told them, you can't use 
any of these characters because they already had a Deadshot character and stuff. They, nope, can't use them anymore. But can't. it's the same company, so I don't get why. Because the movies are separate from the TV shows, so you can't have both. Instead of saying, you got this great actor who's already the Arrow, you have this great actor who's already the Flash, you have these great actors and great stories already going. Instead of working together and tying into the movies, DC's like, no, it's two separate things. They don't count. And Marvel's like, yeah, we a family, y'all. We're gonna, yeah, but like the scriptwriters all sit in the same room. I think like we're gonna make all this tie <laughs> together and be smart, and it makes for a much better movie TV show experience. Yeah. Like, if they took all the energy they put in the movies and all the energy they put in the TV shows and combined it, it would be awesome. Like. The Arrowverse is what they call it now because they don't want to call it DC. They call it the Arrowverse, even though the Arrow's dead and he doesn't have a show anymore. He's dead? Yeah, they killed him in the crisis. And, uh, then why is this with the Arrowverse? Shouldn't it be like Supergirlverse? Because or Arrow's what started it. Uh-huh. And there's so much respect for what they did on that show and the way they tied it all together. They literally call it the Arrowverse. They don't call it DC. Okay. Yeah. Because they've done it way better than the DC movie can, so they don't, they don't want the movie stink on their TV show. They call it the Arrowverse. <laughs> but they've been building up. They brought in Batwoman. And they've been hinting at Batman, and they were going to bring a version of Batman in. Not necessarily on screen, but in mention. And yeah. yeah, yeah. DC's like got a new Batman movie coming out. Yep. They shut it down. The Batman. They shut it. They shut their overs down. They can't even mention Batman anymore. But it's all one company. That's why. Yeah, that's why I love Marvel so much. Right. It's one of the reasons I kind of fell off watching the Arrow and the Flash and everything else because I'm like, this is all great stuff. But it doesn't matter. Although, there is a rumor. There's always a rumor. It's a great rumor. And I know partially true, because it was confirmed. Uh, the new Flash movie, they're doing Flashpoint. Yes. And Grant Gustin, who plays the Flash on the TV show, Barry Allen, is going to be in the movie. And they're going to actually finally try to tie it all together as it's the uh, multiverse. So the stuff on the TV is just a different universe. That would make sense and be great. And if they did that and kept that going and then started tying the stuff in the movies and started letting them have back and forth with the characters, that would be great. It's also how they're bringing in all the Batmans. And when I say all the Batmans, they're bringing in all the people who play Batman who are still alive. Except for Christian Bale. Okay. Who was the best Batman? Bring me that Oh, no, wait, wait. Who, who do you think put the best Batman in movies? I like Mike, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was great. But do you know where, why I think Christian Bale's a better Batman than Michael Keaton? Why? Something that's actually a, neither a credit to Christian Bale or a takeaway from Michael Keaton. The movies were better to begin with. The 1988 Batman was a great movie. Batman Returns. Great year. Great year. The year you were born. Perfect year. <laughs> I just thought everybody held she is. I'll be in trouble later. Yeah. Uh, 1988, the year she was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1980 Batman and Batman Returns were both good movies, but they weren't <laughs> as true to the Batman character, really. They, because they m- made the same mistake they always make, where they brought somebody in to do that movie who knew nothing about the comics at all. They had, uh, like, was it Tim Burton? Who bragged about not knowing anything about the character before he made the movie, which is ridiculous. I thought Tim Burton was the George Clooney one. No, that was Joe Schumacher, who should be banned from making movies for the rest of his natural life. <laughs> they still let him make movies, but they should. <laughs> no, uh, it was Tim Burton did the first two, and then Joel Schumacher came in for the third one. That's right. And that's when they brought in Val Kilmer. Yeah. And it started getting reduc- ridiculous. Yeah, we got bat nipples. Oh, yeah, that was in the fourth one. That was horrible. So, yeah, that that was a major change that I didn't like. Uh, but, again, somebody who didn't respect the source material. Tim Burton did not at all. Like, the Joker didn't kill Batman's family when he was a kid. No. Nah, you know, so he didn't respect it. But he respected the story enough that he made a decent movie. But you take in the Christian Bale Batman, and that's somebody who had respect for the character, had respect for the years of comics and, and everything else, and brought in Ra's al Ghul, who in, in the comics is a major Batman villain. And went with that for the first movie. Like, you know, the Scarecrow was in it, but he was kind of a side plot. The real story was Ra's al Ghul and the creation of Batman. And and they brought in characters and, and paid them respect. Like, Bane in the third one showed Bane what he was rather than the one that was in the original Batman movies. Like, 
you know, in the original one, he was just a big dumb guy who was strong. One of the reasons Bane beats Batman is because he's also super intelligent. He is one of the few people who, have, who did, couldn't out-strategize but was on the same par strategy-wise as Batman. And that's why that worked for that movie. They had to play the intelligent Bane who was also super strong and would break you. Like, that's that's why I like Christian Bale's Batman more because it was just better series of movies as a whole. The scripts were better. Okay, if you could go watch any Batman movie right now, mm-hmm. any of them, mm-hmm. which one would you watch? I don't know. I lean more towards the Marvel side than the DC side. Well, so but you've seen all the Batman movies. I have seen all the Batmans. Uh, I'm still partial to 1988. See, and I will go watch The Dark Knight. Yeah, I'm still... Yeah. And, and that's the difference, because I actually think that was a better movie. Honestly, Michael Keaton... In the 1988 Batman, with the scripts for the new ones, probably would have been even better if it had been done in 1988 when it looked like Michael Kent could fit into a Batman suit. <laughs> um, Michael Keaton now in a Batman suit just doesn't make as much sense, but we're going to get to see it. Well, now Michael Keaton is in the DC. <laughs> or Marvel. He is Marvel. He is, is Vulture. But he's yeah. also coming back for that Flashpoint movie. And I've heard a rumor, and it's so true, I hope it's so true, that he's doing the Thomas Wayne Batman. That's, That'd be great. That is the most vicious, awesome Batman ever who carries guns. It is amazing. That would be, yeah. It would be a great movie no matter what. I'm, I'm not going to say that. Because it's a DC movie. That's true. I have high hopes, though. And I have, and I have high hopes for the new Suicide Squad movie because they brought in one of the greatest directors of all times for superhero movies. Is that? They brought in uh, Sean Gunn. Oh, Yeah. Who did Guardians of the Galaxy? Volume 1 and 2 and 3. They brought him in. So, of course, his his brother's in it. (laughs) But you won't be able to recognize his brother because his brother's literally going to look like a giant weasel. (laughs) Which is kind of how his face looks anyway, so it works. But I saw the CG. It's a a big, giant weasel. Didn't he also do the moments for uh, Rocket the Raccoon? Uh, I think so. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be playing a big, giant weasel. Um, They're bringing in King Shark. Uh, I mean, and of course, they brought in Michael Rooker to play a role. What role is that? I honestly don't remember. Like, because that's the thing about the Suicide Squad is these are characters you don't think about. Like, they you just they're the ones that's supposed to lose and be gone. Right. I mean, you know, like they're bringing in Idris Elba, which I'm like, that's genius. And they're like, oh, he's gonna take over the Deathshot role was the original, whatever I thought, take over Will Smith's character. And I'm like, I don't like that. But now they're having them bring in. Uh, uh, play every character Bloodsport Bloodsport yeah Will Smith ain't gonna be in it Will Smith is not gonna be in it he's still mad about the whole Jared Leto thing apparently getting a used condom thrown at you kinda turns you off to a whole movie set and they wouldn't do anything to Jared Leto to make him stop <laughs> so yeah he, he, he uh, him and Mark Robert both said they would never work with him again and they did this movie without him well there you go and so Mark and Robert came back but it, it seems that Will Smith was so angry or he's just dealing with personal things. Uh, no, that would have been after the movie would have been filmed, but yeah, no. <laughs> uh. I don't know. They're just now talking about it. You don't know when it actually happened. I honestly believe he didn't find out that she walked on stage. She goes, oh yeah, I had an entanglement. You entangled your vagina around his penis. Christopher! What? That's what happened? I ain't mincing words, and I didn't say anything dirty-ish. Well, not saying bad words. Anyway... But how do you See, bring your how do you bring your husband onto your little crap Facebook show and just destroy his soul in front of the entire world? Yeah, that was kind of sad. Like it's one of those moments. Like I seen it, and I'm like, I just want to go through here and give you a hug. It's okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. beat her up. Like really, like and, and and can't even say it. Like we had an entanglement. Yeah. Like if he knew prior, that face didn't say it, and I just like. Oh, come here. I'll, I'll give you some cupcakes, some cookies, and I'll give you a hug, and it'll be fine. That face said, let's go stab him. That's what that face <laughs> said. He's like, I'm Will Smith. I have enough money. I'll get off. <laughs> what what jury's going to convict me? I'll just show them this video, and we're good. Right? Oh. Yeah. That face broke my heart, y'all. Oh. But we're getting sidetracked. We are. So we were talking about Marvel, and we ended up talking about DC. Um, I just... You're right. Marvel movies a thousand times better. Well, I think they have a 
even though sometimes I'm getting off over here, y'all. From yeah. the mic. You keep turning away from the mic to well, look at the Marvel statues. I look at the Marvel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I get it. I mean, but we have DC stuff. Too. We're surrounded by awesome stuff. We are, but like I think the thing that I like most about Marvel over DC, and you can disagree with me. I know some people probably will. Is even when they fight against each other, they still work together for the greater good. Yeah. They're still, you know, it's still a team almost. Yeah. Now, when you have Batman and Superman fight, it's like a whole movie about them hating each other until someone says Martha. Martha. Which is uh, one of the things about the movie I didn't like was that it, and, and, and they actually hated each other. And then in all the versions, and I know you hate me talking about how many times Batman has beat Superman in, in the comics. But every time they fought in the comics, it's always been either not with anger on either side or there's been a reason they had to do it. Uh, we're no way out of it. Like the original, the first time they fought was because of the Justice League. They wouldn't let Batman join. And I get that. But also, I guess my big thing about the Marvel is... It seems like everybody gets the respect they're yeah. supposed to have. Well, and, and in the DC, in the comic universe, Batman and Superman do have that respect. And in the, there's a whole series of comics that's going on for years that's Batman and Superman teaming up to fight, take out bad guys. That's what they do. But in the movies, there's no respect. They hate each other when they fight. Like, they're trying to kill each other. Until the end of the Batman and Superman. They, then they kind of seem like they get along a little Right. Bit. And then the first thing they do when they have Superman come back is have him try to kill each other again. Yeah. Like... It's like, can we have that moment? And in that movie of the Justice League that came out, there was none of that moment. But they finally came either when they were fighting something, but that was it. Yeah. And there wasn't, you know, like in the comments, like I said, first time Batman was like, I'm going to be Justice League. Superman goes, if you can beat me in a fight, okay. So Batman put his right I get that. You know, y'all fight. But then, can we have that moment where there's that mutual respect now? And, and that's what happened. And I don't remember how that one fight exactly went, but at the end of the fight, like, Superman's like, okay, you can beat me. You're, much respect. Join the Justice League. You're in. And I don't remember that from the movies. No, there's none of that in the movies. It's absolutely horrible. When we talk about Iron Man, Captain America, even after Civil War, and Captain America becomes, you know, that war criminal or whatever, yeah. and they have to come back together, yeah. even though they're like... You gave him a special bat phone. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Even though, you know, they had that issue and stuff, it seemed like they're still family. Yeah. And, and they basically had a squabble, a family squabble, a discipline on... <laughs> Major <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because uh, Iron Man couldn't accept the fact that the Winter Soldier didn't have control of his actions. Yeah. You know. And, and but the most famous Batman versus Superman, Batman versus Superman fight that ever was, was... Uh, in the Dark Knight Returns comic series. Uh, I've tried to get you to read it, but you just don't care. But in that one, the reason Superman is fighting is to stop Batman, because Batman had agreed to retire, and Superman was working in secret for the government, which secretly was being run by, I think, Brainiac. <laughs> and Brainiac had all the surviving kryptonite people, because at one point they got shrunk in this little artrarium thing that was a whole world and a little thing. Brainiac had that. So he, Superman, he basically had control of Superman and had to do whatever he said because he would kill the rest of the people from Krypton. And so they allowed Superman to do good things. He stopped hurricanes. He saved lives. He just couldn't show himself. And when Batman's like, you know, I'm tired of the way the world's going. I'm going to come back and, and fight again. Superman wasn't trying to kill Batman. He was just trying to stop him. And he was only doing it because... He didn't want all the surviving people from this planet that had been saved by being shrunk and stuff and hidden. But that's not in the movies. And a lot no. of people don't read the comics nowadays. Well, no, I'm saying, like, why not do that story? Right? Why can't they have that mutual respect? Why can't they have that friendship? And they, they literally talk to each other nicely several times before it. And, and you know what? If you want that mutual respect, you want that in the movies, you know what you have to do? Watch the animated movies. I have the Dark Knight Returns in animated form. It's amazing. You know what kind of made me mad? When they had Wonder Woman and Batman help defeat Doomsday. Oh, my God. That's not how it went, y'all. Nope. That's nope. not how it went. Nope. And uh, I know I'm probably yelling here, but that's not how it went. Why do we have to take away nope. from Superman? Yeah, Superman defeated Doomsday all by himself. Well, 
Turns out he didn't actually defeat him, but he beat him that but, day. But still, it just seems like it's it's Batman's world and we're all just living in it. And I get you're a huge Batman fan. No, no, I was mad. I was mad when we watched that movie. I even said no. But why can't we have that moment where Superman has his? Why? And they did the Man of Steel movie, and then they turned Superman into a killer. Yeah. Which was never Superman's thing. He's not as hardcore as Batman about not killing, but <laughs> he ain't snapping people's necks either. And just no, like Doomsday was his. Mm. Doomsday was his mountain to climb, and he climbed it. Kind of. Well, he thought he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, I, we're gonna get sidetracked a little bit on this one. It turns out that was the baby form of Doomsday. <laughs> they they launch him into space. Yeah. And he reaches his next level and comes back. And actually becomes a contagious virus, and he infects Superman and turns Superman into a doomsday. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Great. You know, and of course, Superman, or Batman's the only one to save the day at that point. And see, this is, this is the problem I have with Batman. Well, but at that point, he's saving Superman from the virus. Yeah, but my problem with Batman is he's always the smart one. He's always the one who has to save. He's always the one who has to come in and help. Yeah. Why can't the rest of them have their moment? Because... Superman had his moment with Doomsday. Not in the movie. Because Batman and Wonder Woman... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm 100% with you. The DC... I'm not talking about the comics at this point. Uh, okay. I'm talking about the movies. I thought you... Because I said the virus. Batman came to the virus. That, no, was, no, no, no. that was comics. Yeah, that was comics. I'm talking about... Because we were talking about the Marvel Universe and yeah. their movies. I, and why I go more towards over there. Because they know the comics. This is like the whole Civil War thing. Straight out of the comics. What they're doing with Spider-Man right now for the next one... Or Jay Jameson releases who he is and all that stuff. Yeah. It was called the Identity Wars. Mm-hmm. Straight from the comics. I mean, they're going to tweak it a little bit. They have to. Because some of the stuff in the comics will translate to the screen. But that's what they do. That's why Marvel's so and smart. And I know. But I guess that's what I'm trying to explain. Why can't DC have that mutual respect for the other characters? It's not mutual respect. That, that's not what it is. Do you know the problem with the DC movies? They don't have one person in charge of all of them who respects the comics making decisions time all together. Each movie, even though it's supposed to be all one universe, is a different director, different writer, reporting to nobody but a corporate office. They report, and they don't even report to DC, they report to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers don't care. They don't care if it's active. They got Bugs Bunny. But yeah, this one, is it, it, they want to put out movies that are going to be the most profit. That's why the Justice League did so bad. The Zack Snyder cut, which is coming out, may have actually been a better movie than the Josh Whedon cut. But it was darker than they wanted. It wasn't what they wanted. So they had him step aside, use the excuse of his, his daughter's death as the reason they did it, and brought in Josh Whedon to make a happier movie. And I think that killed it. Like They care about money, 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 money. They don't care about the story tying together. Where Kevin Feige's like, look, we're going to do a bunch of small movies, and we're going to bring them all together, and it's going to build up to this, and that's when we're going to make our, make our big money. All their movies made money, but they didn't make their big money, you know, to the Avengers. Because you had us invested at that point. Exactly. And, and Warner Brothers doesn't understand the concept of tying it together. Like, it's just like they were trying to bring back the Universal Monsters, right? And they are going to make another giant extended universe with the Universal Monsters. They're gonna bring back the mummy. They're gonna bring yeah, back that Dracula. mummy movie. I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, and they're like, we're hired Tom Cruise. Well, that's gonna be a big drop. Yeah, but it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a good movie. And stupid me, I have this thing. If I start watching something, I can't turn it off. I have to end it. I have gone to sleep during some horrible movies, and she stayed up and watched it. And I'm like, well, are you mad at yourself? I'm like, because I started. It. I have to see if it gets better or not. I don't know. I think I am a little mad at myself, maybe. But I watched that mummy movie. I had high hopes when they said we were bringing the mummy back. Oh yeah, and their plan was to bring back all of them, and that movie did so bad yes. they they scrapped it because they didn't have you know. It's hard to do what Marvel did, but they did it by being smart by making smaller movies, building towards something. And the Warner Brothers, I'm not going to say DC because DC pulls it off in the comics. Warner Brothers as a whole just doesn't know how to do it, and they they only care about what that movie is going to make that day. Yeah, I think the great thing about Marvel is they did do all these individual movies and then tie them together. And you 
you went on this journey with them where you were invested when it came to that one yeah. part. How many movie theaters did we sit in the in the dark watching credits for twenty minutes because the special effects teams was a four minute scrawl? A to lot. see see a ten second cutscene. Let's see how many movies are there. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, so it yeah. yeah, like they almost did it. DC almost pulled it off, and I think it was the end of uh, Batman versus Superman. Where is it, Batman versus or Shazam? No, Shazam did it. Uh, no, it was the Justice League where they have Lex Luger on the boat. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor on the boat, and they bring in uh, where Slade Wilson. I forget his character. Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was gonna go somewhere. It was supposed to. It was supposed to be the next Batman movie. Yeah, it was supposed to be the League of. Uh... League of uh, the League of Evil, or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and, and bring in Deathstroke, and they 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 almost had a good tie-in, and then they canceled the movie. Yeah, that could have been great. Especially that character is Deathstroke. Like, that dude, like, he had the look. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, and the, then nothing happened. This movie wasn't great, but I'm in for this. Now, Aquaman wasn't bad. Aquaman wasn't bad, but they made a, a standalone, all-by-itself movie. Yeah. They could, they didn't tie anything in. No. Nah. Wonder Woman was a great movie. They didn't really, they kind of tied in Batman, but now that guy's not Batman anymore. Yeah. So, who knows what's going to go. And Wonder Woman 1984... Looks like it'd be a good movie, but I don't see anything in the previews that makes it look like a good tie-in movie. Nah, I don't think anything's going to tie together. No, no, and that's why they will always be second tier to Marvel. Marvel rules, and I I look forward to see how Marvel handles the Black Panther in in the next time it's brought up. Because, you know, it's going to be a great tribute, I'm sure, just like what they did with Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah. And is it... That made me cry, by the way, in, that, in the opening credit when they did that. And I was like, oh. I'm going to have to check it, but I'm pretty sure, and, and this nerds me out a little bit, but his last cameo was in Captain Marvel. It was the last one they actually showed him in the movie as he played a role. Was it? I think so. I'll have to double check. I'm pretty sure. it was Spider-Man. Captain Marvel came out? Yeah, Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure I'll have to look it up. But if that's the case, do you know who his last cameo was? What? Him reading the Mall Rats script by Kevin Smith. Don't. You don't. Don't, because we're wrapping up. Because that's going to cause major interference with Mike. We've talked about this. I put on airplane mode. Then you can't look anything up. Uh, I know. He's such a pain. Well, I mean, look. People are complaining about the interference on the mic with the, the cell phones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't we want to keep our listeners happy? We do. That's why I'm here. Yeah, apparently. Everybody loves you. Like, I've been doing this show over three years. My wife gets on and like, woohoo, greatest show ever. I'm like, you know what? All you people suck. It's the sparkles, rainbows, and butterflies. Uh, I love you, honey. I love you. But yeah, <sighs> when if that is right, like, the last cameo, he's holding the Mallrat script. Which is awesome. You know why, right? Wasn't he in Mallrats? He was in Mallrats. That's why he was reading the script. And, uh... Look, I knew something. Yeah, that's because I talk about it so much. <laughs> and, and he had signed up to do Mallrats too. Oh, I know, right? He was a Kevin Smith and him were actually pretty good friends, which is awesome. In a Kevin Smith got his start from comics, and when I say that, it was because he collected comics for so many years that when he went to make his first money or first movie, what he did to pay for it was go and sell his entire comic book collection. Oh, I bet that hurt. Yeah, but it launched his his movie yeah, career. Like, yeah, yeah. And almost every one of his comics was a Batman. Marvel comic. Oh, really? He was a big Marvel guy. He, he, he liked Batman and all, too. I mean, he was a comics person in general, but it was a lot of Marvel stuff. A lot of respect for Stan Lee. That's why the first chance he could, because it was his second movie, was Mallrats. He like, we got to get Stan Lee in this movie. I don't care. I, he wrote that part specifically, bring Stan Lee in. I mean, Stan Lee's playing himself. Oh, yeah. All right. So, I kind of, I hope I'm right. I'm pretty sure I am. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure. Actually, you know, the fact they even got that in there, because that was him and Kevin Smith were good friends. So, yeah. I, I, used, I love those little cameos. Oh, yeah. I just can't wait in every single movie. Yeah. Like, it broke my heart when I was, it finally set in when we were at the theater, and they do that trivia, I'm like. Yeah, he's not going to be in no this more. one. more. Nope. And they supposedly filmed a whole bunch ahead to stick into the movies. Mm -hmm. 
And then they just decided that would be, uh, not necessarily disrespectful, but not, not good for the movie. It's yeah. like, he's passed. Let's let him rest. Yeah. Because, I mean, good Lord, the man did a lot for all of us. I mean, he created, he created our childhoods pretty much. Yeah. I mean. I mean, my granny was pulling out comics from when I was a kid. Uh, 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 uh. And most of them. Stanley's name stuck right at the top. So, I mean, he was my childhood. He was your childhood. Oh, yeah. Like, if you know superheroes and comics and stuff like that, you know the name Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And from now on, no matter what they do in the comics, no matter what they do with the movies, I will never think of any other person as the original Black Panther. As nope. There's nothing. They cannot recast that role. They can pass the mantle, because that's how Black Panther works. The mantle mm-hmm. gets passed. If they try to bring anybody back to be T'Challa. I don't think they will. Like, no, I know Marvel's smarter than that. It'll go to the sister. It's going to go to the sister, or there was another rumor. What? That uh, Killmonger survives and realizes his mistake and becomes a good Black Panther. Oh, that'd be so good. I didn't want him to die, y'all. Yeah. Especially when they're sitting at that mountain and they're staring off. I was like, oh, just take him. Let him drink that magic stuff. Come on. He already drank magic stuff. I don't care. Oh, no, this is it. He had already drank it. He already oh, had it. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why there's oh. a rumor that the, we're going to bring him back. I hope so, because, like, I loved him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. I, I did. I loved him. Uh, you know, that's one thing Marvel's really good at. They're really good at taking uh, bad Fantastic Four characters and turning them into good characters in other movies. Yes, they are. I mean, just Johnny Storm, apparently. None of the other ones can be Right? Isn't that funny? I mean, it's kind of funny. But... Fantastic Four, I do believe Marvel finally got the rights back to that now. That'd be nice. So they can actually make a decent Fantastic Four movie. I know the Fantastic Four cartoon series is on Disney Plus now. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I think they got them back when they bought Fox. I think so. So I'm excited because the first Fantastic Four movie was decent. It wasn't great. It was, was alright. It was decent. And then they did the Silver Surfer and I just... Like, I made it through that movie barely. And then they did the new one. Which was just god-awful. Yeah. Like, I watched him like, alright, y'all get some powers. Oh, you got powers. Oh, you're gonna be, you're fighting for the army? What? Yeah. You have to wear a special suit to keep your arms together? What? (laughs) (laughs) You're not that goopy. What the crap? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah. But the dude... That played the thing in the first movies. Oh, he was... Oh, yeah, yeah. And I kind of felt so bad for him, though. They didn't CG it. There's a dude in a giant rubber suit. You know how miserable that had to be? He was a great thing. He was... <laughs> <laughs> and you get mad about me saying Entanglement, how they did that. What? He... That was his name. Yeah, that was his name, all right. Woo-hoo. It just went silent, cause you're awful. I am awful. Look, you're you're giving dead air, cause you're awful. We're talking about Fantastic Four. Yep, yep, the Fantastic Four and the thing, and you know what? In the it can't even use Ben Grimm's girlfriend, which is not something they mentioned. Hmm. Um. The the original Fantastic Four movies, you know, his wife. The original Fantastic Four. Movies. His wife leaves him because he becomes thing, and he thinks he's gonna be all sad and alone and everything else. And he gets his blind girlfriend. That's right from the comics. Oh, I know, right? And she's like, I don't care that you're all rocky, <laughs> but she don't. She's, <laughs> she's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that news story later dies in a rock slide. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Sorry, we're gonna. I'm gonna stop being awful. Anyway. And we're going to wrap it up because I think this is actually the longest Ninja Wife episode we have ever done. Because it's a good thing. Why stop with a good thing? See, he's always trying to get rid of me, y'all. I'm not trying to get rid of you if there's a time limit. <laughs> always trying to get rid of me. I'm just saying. I would never get rid of you. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Apparently. Especially on your podcast. All right. And that's going to be our show for the day. Everybody, have a good night. Ninja Wife, I love you. I love you. And I'm going to take over the podcast. It's like Pinky in the Brain. And not taking over the podcast. What are we going to do tonight? Take over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello everybody, and we are coming to you from Moonstruck in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we are now a proud sponsor of the Angry Ninja Show. Now, we are here to tell you to come see us at our shop at 3207 College Drive, Louisville, Kentucky, 40229. And if you just want to give us a call to say, hey, we're, you can do that at 502-261-1465. Or also look at our Facebook page. It is Moonstruck, two words, not one, or you get the movie with share. Great movie, but not us. We also do live sales on our Facebook twice a week. If you come in store, we have over 300 different stones and crystals, different oils, brewing kits. We have everything for your metaphysical needs. So come on, come check us out. Give us a call. Bye. before we close out the show i got some suggested listening for everybody everybody should check out the slightly off-key podcast angry ninja approved and the moonshine joan podcast and my boy moonshine was drinking a little moonshine when he made his podcast so that's moonshine spelled with an i a y not an i moonshine joan podcast and slightly off-key podcast both are angry ninja approved Alright guys, that was the show. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can help out the show. Patreon.com slash Worst Jokes. Go there. Join a tier. Join a high enough tier. You'll get some merch at the deal. And your questions get priority. Um, If you want to send a question, you can do it through Patreon or at Cman2342 on Twitter. Or look up the Facebook page, Ask the Angry Ninja. If you just type in Ask the Angry Ninja anywhere, you'll find the YouTube, you'll find the Facebook, you'll find everything. And always support other podcasters one I particularly enjoy is the Moonshine Jones podcast and Moonshine Jones was a little drunk when he made the Moonshine Jones podcast so he didn't even spell it right Moonshine instead of an I gets a Y and that just makes it kind of fly so check out the Moonshine Jones podcast it is Angry Ninja approved even though I don't always agree with him he makes some good points so always always remember that if you disagree you can still be a good guy so Always come back, help us out. Patreon, Twitter, whatever you need, we got you. Peace out. Guys, if you've noticed that you're starting to lose your hair and you want to get your real hair back, listen up. My name's Aaron Marino. I'm the number one men's grooming expert on YouTube. And when it comes to hair loss and hair restoration, Bosley is the only company that I trust and I recommend to my guys when they're looking to get their confidence and their real hair back. The reason? It's simple. Bosley's been in the hair loss business for over 45 years. And when it comes to hair loss and hair restoration, experience matters. They've got expert doctors. They've got the latest technologies. And all it takes is a simple one-day procedure and you are going to be on your way to rocking your confidence and your real hair once again. Guys, now is the time. Do not wait. If you're ready to get your confidence and your real hair back, I want you to grab the free information kit plus a $250 off gift card. When you text the word REAL to 203-203, that's REAL, R-E-A-L to 203-203, grab the free information kit plus a $250 off gift card. You want to get your real hair back? Don't wait. Now is the time. Text REAL to 203-203.